What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I am JLag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 5, Episode 14, and it's called Chapter 90, The Night Gallery, directed by Machen Amick. Yes, Woo. Mommy directed this one. Don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending of the podcast because we're going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines of the episode. Let's get into it. What did you think? What did you think of the episode? I liked it. I think that I feel like whenever Machen does a direction she does something like very different like they give her the episodes that are kind of like the these yeah, these kind of like, like one-offs one-off like how they told the story um you know i think we got a lot of answers from a lot of the characters yeah. and what they're dealing with so i kind of like that do i feel resolved in some of them not necessarily i'd love to talk to you about like how you felt about all of the resolutions for each of the stories what did you think um I agree with you. Like, I liked the style of the episode. And actually, like, I just thought it was going to be, like, Jughead's episode. And then right. we get Archie. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's going to be, like, Archie and Jughead. But then we get Betty. Yeah. And then I'm like, but then where's Veronica? Like, I kind of felt, look, I'm out here being, like, I make fun of Veronica, like, all the time. But, like, it it felt a little disjointed. Like, it was like, but you covered the three of them. Like, you didn't even give this girl a chance to, like, have a backstory. So but, I left I left sorry, no. feeling, like, a little empty with that. But overall, like, I did enjoy what we learned from the other three characters. Like, we did yeah. get a lot of, like, development. I think to that point, what you just mentioned, just goes to show how far away her character is from everyone else's, like, trauma. Everyone's dealing yeah. with trauma except for her. And it's what I said from last episode, yeah. which is, like, she's out here trying to make money, like, being the wolf, she wolf of Wall Street, and everyone's, like, literally dealing with, like, the shit that they've been dealing it's with. It's because her trauma, like, isn't as, like, drastic, I feel like. Or yeah. or maybe it, it is, but they didn't portray it like that. Like, she was like, my husband's sketchy, but, like, I'm gonna beat his ass in the money game. Yeah. So, like, she tur- she spun it like that where, like, you don't feel so bad for her. Right. But, like, they could pull out certain things. They could pull out the fact that, like, he probably killed the- tried to kill them in, like, the helicopter thing. Like, there's a lot of things that they could have pulled from her-, from her whole world that I think we would have felt more connected to. But... This is the way they decided to go. You know what? That's a really good point. I didn't even really consider because I'm like I said, I'm I'm kind of like out taking her out of the whole thing yeah. because I feel like she's so separated from it. But you're absolutely right. She did deal with the trauma. He did try to like kill yeah. her. Really. They just like scanned over it. They were just like, Oh, it's Veronica, like she'll like be fine. Yeah. And it's like whatever. It is what it is. I really just thought it was gonna be all jughead, so I was yeah. getting ready for that. But then they gave they gave airtime to like more. a lot of other characters. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, no, you're right. I think that it would have been cool to see some sort of flashback to see. Like, I still want to know why she didn't invite anyone to that fucking wedding. Like, realistically, yeah. they could have done a whole her episode. Her own on that. Episode. Yeah, but I can't I can imagine totally that now. Like, now that they've like shared this one with like the three of them, like, unless really gonna they're gonna wrap episode. like. A Hiram potential death, which is still probably a theory True. right now, with like her going back to like him not getting invited to the wedding. Who knows? I Anyways. can see them do like a full arc with with her because sure. Hiram's in his her life for sure. No, but yeah, like overall, it was still good. Like yeah. I liked it. It was it was deep. It was deep. Yeah, deep heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so right off the top, starting off with Minerva uh, getting to Thorn Hill. And uh, Cheryl answers the door. She gets inside and she starts it off basically being like, please don't sacrifice me. um, (laughs) You get to kill me. (laughs) Show me your uh, paintings and I'm going to go. 
So she says, welcome to my night gallery. Um, and she starts off with her first painting. And the painting is of Archie in a mining outfit. Like, I know we also, already talked. Like, how would Cheryl know any of this? I mean, like, I guess she knows about the mining story. I guess the mining one. But like, even the Betty one and then the Jughead one. I was like, how would she have known? Like, unless they yeah. recapped her, their life with her. Yeah. Like, is this happening like after the fact? Like, is this happening like a year later or something? Right, 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 right. I don't know. Just me like nitpicking like little things like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess people were saying that because I think you read out the synopsis of the actual movie, which was like a spinoff of the twilight zone so like the mm-hmm. way they go through every painting yeah. is like a, another story so i guess they were just trying to fall more into like that storytelling style and she was like i have all these stories to tell you um but yeah she has like all these paintings like perfectly ready for her to like tell a story about <laughs> the first one is about archie in a mining outfit and it transitions to archie at a therapist miss dr winter's office and he talks about these nightmares that he's been having, as we saw from last episode. He's been seeing things. Um, and he says that his nightmares have been vivid and confusing. And she tells him, like, you can get on some anti-anxiety meds. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that could help you. And he's like, nah, no meds, no meds, no meds. I'm like, okay, chill. Mm-hmm. And so she says, like, let's try different therapy. Maybe we can try hypnotism, essentially, yeah. is what it is. Like, right and now, in this moment. Like, exactly. close your eyes. So she's I'm like, still going to do that. Beep, 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 beep. And, um... He talks about Private Butler, who is Bingo, a.k.a. Bingo. That's his, like, nickname. And he just feels guilty. He's like, I let him die. I was, like, you know, in the trenches while he was in no man's land, and he just died. And she tells him to tell, the like, the full story so he feels yeah. a little bit better. Then it cuts to Archie, Frank, and Eric having dinner at home or breakfast at home. And... He finds out that Eric is on meds right now. And she's like, he's like, yeah, that's working for me. Like, she's got me on this med regimen. And Archie's like, are there any side effects? And he's like, no, like, I'm good. And Archie's kind of like, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Then it cuts to Cheryl, like, just popping right in. Uh, Like, she doesn't even knock the door. She, like, literally just walks right into the kitchen. (laughs) And um, she asks for their help to mine palladium because she finds out that there's a palladium. She's like, basically everybody in the town knows that there's palladium underneath (laughs) my maple groves except for me. Like, what the fuck? Um, Just as an aside, her jacket was everything. I loved that, like, China. Like, you know, it it was like that blue and white, like the, the... what is it called? Fine China, like look, like where it's like that. Anyway, beautiful, beautiful I'll have to jacket. Look at it. Oh, wait, let me pull it up right now. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. So Keep gorgeous. Talking. Anyway, so she talks about the fact that she um, knows about this palladium now, and she needs to get someone to help her dig it out. And so she goes to Archie, and she's like, maybe Archie and construction workers can do it for her. And he starts off by saying, like, I don't know anything about mining. Yeah. And she's like, uh, you basically do, like, every other job, so I'm pretty sure you can figure out what mining is. And Frank is like, actually, I did something like this similar in Alaska or something. And he's like, I can do it. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. Her jacket is like a tablecloth. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's like, like oh, your man, mom's tablecloth. It. I, I know. It. It's, it's cute. It's so cute. Um, I have to say she's so extra, but she's amazing. Like she's yeah. she pulls you back in to be like, this is Riverdale. This is Riverdale. She's like, you're a firefighter. You're a, like a dog saver. You're this, you're that. She's like, why can't you just yeah. do one more thing? I'm like, yeah, why can't you do one more thing? <laughs> yeah, just like, I'm surprised that he wasn't just like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, like, it was like the first time where he's twice. like, you know what? I have a lot on my plate right now. I can't. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're going to do this right now. Yeah. 
Uh, so then it cuts to everyone taking a break. So they've already been in the mine. Oh, sorry. Before they go in the mines, she has all of them kind of outside. She does like a little prayer. That was cute. Yeah. It shows everyone. It's like all the boys basically, like Reggie, Fangs, Kevin. Now like, this isn't there. the same mine as the Greendale mines, right? This is totally different. No, They're not connected. It's not. It's okay. not. Uh, from what I can tell, yeah, no, I think it's it's like in her maple groves. Yeah. I thought maybe they're like connected by like the underground tunnel. Maybe or by set. Maybe it's the same set. No, no. <laughs> it looked oh, different. Oh, yeah, I'm though. sure it, it is for different. sure. But. <laughs> um, so she says the prayer. They all go inside. And then it cuts to everyone taking a break. Like it's, I guess, time, like time has passed. And everyone's taking a break in the trailer at the construction site. And Archie realizes that Kevin is missing. Like he's still working in the mines. And people just, like, let him work by himself Like, in no there. one realized? Like, no one said, like, where's Kevin? I'm like, I know you guys are tired, but I'm pretty sure, like, there <laughs> should be one person who's like, hey, everybody get out of here now. Like, Yeah, and go. also I was like, wow, Kevin's putting in overtime? Like, he never does that. I was like, this is amazing for char- for Kevin's character. <laughs> this is for character development. He needs to stay like, in the Like, good job, Kevin. You're, like, working extra. <laughs> and look, it actually came out, like, it worked out for him. <laughs> Thank God. He has, like, one storyline. Yeah. Finds Palladium. Bro, Jesus, this guy's one triumphant moment was finding palladium. <laughs> Take that in. Oh my god, so embarrassing. Oh my god. So um he goes, so while Archie's going to look for him, he has this like flash of him being in the army. Mm-hmm. He like has this, you know, he he hears things, he like falls to the floor, and then when he snaps out of it, he sees um Kevin standing over him and be like, I found some palladium. And so they give this to Cheryl. Cheryl's like, cool, thanks. Let's keep working. Like, don't stop. What do you think they're going to do with it once they find all of it? It's a good question because she's like very greedy, greedy guts in this episode. And I was like, okay, like, why are you pushing all of your friends? Like, did she even tell Archie she's going to pay him back? Like, what was the deal? Yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't even didn't talk. Even, like, like, discuss I, I, that. And I know we talk about like the logistics of it all, but like they get pretty detailed about some other shit yeah. that I'm like, I think you should at least talk about this stuff. Like yeah. they're all adults now. It's not like, just like Archie I'm could doing be like, are you gonna do it for the town? Like, are you? Are can I take someone like save Riverdale? One hundred percent. Which yeah. I'm sure that's what they're gonna end up doing with it. But like. Yeah, it would have been nice to like suss out those details before we started mining. <laughs> yeah, like sign a contract or anything, <laughs> yeah. anything there. Like someone can die in there by yeah. accident. Um, so anyway, um, she keeps she's like just keep working, figure out how to do it, um, and then it cuts back to Archie at Doctor Winter's office, and he says that he's ready for the anti anxiety meds because he's been seeing things. He's like, I'm, yeah, it's like I don't worse. think I'm good. It's getting worse. I have like now I have people that are like relying on me to take care of them, so I don't want to fuck it up. So she's like, okay, cool. Then it cuts back to the construction trailer, and they are talking about the myth of the Mothman. And Fangs kind of tells mm-hmm. a side story about how the miners would tell stories about these humanoid cannibals with red eyes, like living in the mines. And everyone's like, ha ha ha, whatever. Cuts back to the mines, and Archie starts to hear a voice of someone calling him out, calling mm-hmm. like, help me, Sarge. So he goes to find Eric, because obviously Eric is the mm-hmm. only person that would call him that. And when he, like, taps his shoulder, he turns around and his face is, like, an alien Mothman Mm. face. And so he goes back inside the trailer. He's, like, freaking out. And Frank is, like, yo, you, like, bolted out of there. Like, what's going on with you? And he's, like, like, I'm losing it. Like, someone's fucking with me. Like, basically, like, he's, like, just freaking out. And he goes back to the therapist's office, like, so enraged. And he's, like... 
what the hell did you give me? You're giving me hallucinations. Are you working for the government? Are you working for Hiram Lodge? And she's like, bro, I'm here with a patient. Yeah, like, there's like, literally somebody. the shit out of her. She's like, yeah. get the fuck out of my office. Like, get the fuck out of my office. And like, she even was about to call like the police. But like, the guy also, that she like, was helping was like, get out of here. Like, also, like a therapist for veterans would be more like in tune to deal with someone like that that someone has aggressive outbursts because like it comes with the territory of being a, a therapist for like a veteran or someone who has sure. ptsd she was like gagged she's like mm, so scared it's like, like what are you dealing with like, oh, i can't deal with this down. bye like, yeah it was a it was a lot to like i mean yeah i mean he like he came on pretty aggressively he did like, he, he, he looked did. like he was about yeah, to yeah. rage out on her okay, so yeah, for sure. I guess. but like still you know what i mean like they should be like trained in that like yeah it's true like you're like, why didn't he deal with it the way that Bruce Willis did in Sixth yeah. Sense? Like, what the hell? Um, so then it cuts to him going home and telling Eric, like, you need to stop seeing her. She's drugging us. And Eric's like, um, actually, no, I'm good. I'm going to keep seeing her. And you probably should, too. Like, you got like, a lot of shit. Up your dosage, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> like put basically. it higher, if, if anything. He's like, you got a lot of shit. And he's like, I'm surprised it didn't break you. And I'm like, um, has anyone checked it on Archie? It is literally breaking him. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Exhibit it is. Exhibit A, though. B, C, D. <laughs> Every scene. Uh, <laughs> so then it cuts to the construction trailer. And Archie is sitting down. And he is looking at a picture of him and Freddy Fred. Aww. Such a like cute little sad moment. Can I quickly just interject here that yeah. the idea of taking medication, right, so, to fix your anxiety or to fix your trauma or whatever, like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, are they going to go down this path? Because, like, the way, like, Archie looked at the medication, like, he was like, uh, and I was like, oh, my God, like, is this going to be his next storyline? I'm like, that would be crazy, like, to show that maybe, like, it can't always fix everything, like, medication can't fix all. Right. But, like, again, I was just, like, I feel like I'm going way too deep into this show. Like, it's Riverdale. Like, <laughs> he just took the meds. Like, you and think he was, that like, he whatever. was getting, would get addicted to it? Yeah. Is like, that... or, like, I thought that could be a potential storyline for this next, like, journey of his, you Fair. know? Because it's, like, it's a very real, like, thing that could totally. happen to someone, right? 100% people getting addicted yeah. to, like, any, like, antidepressants, for yeah. sure. That's a huge Having huge said thing. that, like, I'm sure they have to sort of, like, tread carefully where, like, they can't give the wrong message completely. Like, the writers, like, they can't just be like, don't take medication. Don't take meds, yeah. Right? Like, they exactly. have to sort of be in this middle ground of, like, do do you, do you what suits you best kind of thing. So, right. But I thought that could be, like, it would go there, but then it didn't go there. And because you're absolutely right. Like, they kind of went in this whole thing where he's, like, so apprehensive to take them. And then he, like, that, takes them. I think them, that's so why like, I was thinking about that. And then, like, the shot of it, like, close up. I was like, oh, I'm like, like, what's the meaning? And then nothing yeah, yeah, really yeah. happened. So, like, just too deep. Thought. Too yeah. deep. Why? <laughs> i'm like euphoria and this is not yeah. euphoria like <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so back at the construction trailer he's looking at this picture frank comes in and he's like so i'm glad to hear that you're doing better but like maybe you shouldn't come back into the mines like you went cray cray yeah so, like, like just take a minute chill take a kick at he's like <laughs> take a break <laughs> so he, he even says he's like do some like paperwork like just go on the side and yeah. he even like the next scene is him like stoking a fire in front of the mines. Like, <laughs> like he didn't tell you to like cook a fucking chili in the middle of the fucking <sighs> woods. Um, so as he's stoking this fire, Archie hears like yelling from inside. So then he's like, "Oh shit, I yeah, should probably he's go like, inside." Gotta go. 
So he runs inside and everyone is like losing yeah, their this minds. was trippy. I was like, literally what the fuck's going on. Because that's the thing. I'm like, so much of it is like they do a lot of like dream se- yes, sequences. Yes. So you don't Especially know like if episode. he's tripping out or if it's like real or not real. So you're sitting there being like, is everybody really freaking out yeah, right now? Yeah, so yeah. uh like uh what's his name? Like Fangs comes up to him and he's like, oh, I'm hearing voices, like something's happening. Reggie like runs into him and he's like, I'm seeing monsters. There's monsters in here. <laughs> and then he finds Eric and Frank and they're basically like strangling each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like Eric's like trying to kill Frank, basically. He's trying to kill him. He's like, you're the devil. You're the monster. And uh, then he tries to attack Archie. And then Frank is like, yo, there's like gas down here. Like we got to go. Like yeah. everybody's losing it down here because of like gas. So they go and tell Cheryl that um, there's gas down there, probably carbon monoxide. And Cheryl's like, cool, I'll figure Which it out. Which I didn't know that <laughs> carbon monoxide makes you, like, delirious. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it I thought it just, does... like, killed you, like, suffocated you and, like, you died. I think it does suffocate you, but I think that it's if it's, like, constantly leaking, it does have that effect wow. on you. Like, while you're conscious. Wow. Anyway, that's I don't crazy. know. I've never been monoxide poisoned, thank goodness, because that's scary as hell. Um, then it cuts back to the therapist's office, and... He's basically like, so what happened was... <laughs> what happened was, I don't blame you anymore. <laughs> I am sorry what happened, and I tried to yell at you and accuse you of poisoning me. She's like, this isn't really working for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I think we're going to have to break up. So uh, she basically does say, like, I can't. I don't think I can help you. I think you're kind of, like, dangerous to other people, see, too. See, her saying that, to me, it, got, it upset me. Because, Same. again, like, Very you're upset. a therapist for someone who's a veteran you should know that this is this is a part of the role that you're playing they are gonna have tendencies of violence like you can't just be like i'm scared right now like i can't see you anymore i can't deal with you what kind of message does that send to him that he's like an outcast like he's like a freaking weirdo like it wasn't it's just like it didn't hit me right like i was like no 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 i'm like that's not Whatever. No, it was pretty fucked up the yeah. way that his story ended because then it ends. The, and, I didn't and that's think the that, thing. Like, it's not like he goes to find another therapist. Like, yeah. Like, that's it, it. I didn't like that. It, it was a weird depiction of of therapy. And I mm-hmm. did really, I did really respect him to even go there in the first place to be like, I have a problem. Like, I need help. Yeah. And then this is how you guys kind of like like switched it up on him it just didn't sit right with me yeah of course we as adults like no like of course there's more options for you like that's not the case but like someone who's like younger and watching this and like who maybe was thinking of getting there like to see that on screen like is a little can't help you you're too much yeah like it's it's a little fucked up like yeah you're a therapist you should you should handle like most things especially if you're a therapist for veterans like He's literally saying, because at one point in time, he's like, I used to just see Bingo. Now I'm seeing, like, all of my platoon And then he dead. saw all of them. I was like, oh. And then they're, like, all behind <gasps> oh her. My God, and I was like, oh, shit. It was pretty fucked up. And, yeah, she literally says, like, I can't help you. And I'm like, wow. I thought at one point he was, she was going to be like, you should check yourself into, like, Yeah, that's what I line. thought, too. Yeah. And I was like, uh, they haven't gone there with him yet. But, like, why would they need to go there with him? I don't think it's fair to go that far for someone who needs help. So I really hope that you know this is this is probably the most unresolved of all the three. I mean, all of them are not resolved really, but I feel like this felt like going back through my notes. I was like, wow, they really just like left him with that. Yeah, like, and it's they not just like, left him there. Yeah, and it's not like a make or break for me. It's not like it's gonna break the whole episode. But like as a writer, if I was writing this episode and I took my character to therapy and he recognized that he needed that, 
would I break it off in this manner? Probably not. I would have yeah. ended it more in a, in a, in a positive note. She could have easily said, look, like, I think it's gone too far between us, but I'm going to send you to my colleague. Done. It would have been like, yes. done. Yes. That still gives the note of like, no one's giving up on you. Like you still, someone will treat you. Don't worry. But yeah. this was like, I give up on you. Like you're too messed up. It's not anyways, like I know yeah. we're diving really deep into it, but like as a writer, I feel like the onus is on you to set like a good message sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. Because I think therapy already has like a bad like thing on it sometimes. Like this like, you know. Like don't go talk like, to Like don't somebody. go talk like, oh my God. Like you they know. They might not even be able to help you yeah. anyway. So it's like you've just yeah. proven that point. So yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. They could have added just one line being like, yeah. you know what? I can't help you, but like, I'm going to refer you to mm. one of my friends. Maybe they would have brought back that girl, the woman, the woman from like your high it. school days. Yeah. And like, yeah, they, they don't, don't even have to show, have to show it. Like, that's fine. It's just like the idea that like someone out there will help you. Don't worry. We'll support you. We'll yeah, support exactly. you. Like this woman was like, bye. I give up on you. Like, yeah. Like you're literally nice. going through, like you're going this far telling the story about like veterans having trauma and yeah. you stop at this yeah. point. It's that's like what pretty I, That's what I'm saying. The onus is on the writer to like to like spin it in like a good way especially yeah. when your demographic is a younger crowd and like they don't know all these things yet right like exactly. they'll find that out obviously later in life but like the onus is on the writer in my Agreed. in my opinion Agreed. in these little situations but Absolutely. anyways it's right okay. so <laughs> it's right yeah. but it's still fucked up so back at the gallery even minerva's like wow that's fucking crazy <laughs> she's like that shit was wild she's like i don't know why i'm still here <laughs> She's like, you just told me about this guy who the got trauma. The sex was bomb, clearly, because <laughs> yeah. that's the only reason why she came back. She's like, I want that V. Um, so then they move on to the next painting, and this is when she's like, yo, what the <laughs> hell is going on in your house? And so she's like, this is my cousin. She like literally is like, this is my family. <laughs> She's like, I'm out, man. So she's, and it shows like Betty basically like in blood and holding a chainsaw. You know what this reminded me of? Did you ever watch Tales from the Crypt as a kid ever? No, I don't think so. It had that vibe. Mm. And even showing that picture, I was like, oh my God. And then it goes into the story. Yeah. Very that vibe. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so then it cuts to Pop's Diner. This is probably right after they kidnapped the guy, like Tabitha and Betty kidnapped the guy. And mm-hmm. Tabitha doesn't feel very good about it. She's like, we should probably take him to the fucking policeman. Like, I don't know, like take him to the FBI. And Betty says, like, if we do that, then they're going to cut me out of the investigation. I'm not going to find out with my sister. Like, let's like, I'll deal with it. You can stay out of it for now. Yeah. Like, how about that? Like, you can stay out of it and then we can figure out things after. Tabitha's like, okay, well, holler if you have any troubles, just let me know. Then it cuts to Betty, and she's at the school garage. She's literally keeping the serial killer. Oh my god! At the at school, the school garage. Like, does she not have another place that she I'd could like, store this guy? Go to the bunker. Like yeah. go anywhere else. <laughs> like why? I feel like the bunker guy? set was being used for Jughead storyline. <laughs> yeah, they're like it was we the can't same put the set. <laughs> it was the same set. <laughs> Did you notice the that? little hole? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Hole. It was the exact same thing. Yeah, so annoying that she brought him here. I was like, okay, fine. And he even says that he's like, you took me to like a shop class. Like, he's like, where <laughs> am I? <laughs> and so she's trying to figure out like who he is. And he's like, I have my rights. I'm in the I'm a United States citizen. And she's like, you're not in the United States anymore. You're in Riverdale. Welcome to the trailer that I'm going to put this line in. And so <laughs> she says it. And then he's like, you're crazy. So and she goes on to say like, you know. Oh, you're, you're crazy. Honest, oh, yeah. you're the one who pulled a chainsaw on me and I'm the crazy one. 
<laughs> exactly. I'm like, bro, chill. Like, you uh, guys are both crazy at this point. Yeah, at this point, you're both the same person. Her um, scenes re- make me really uncomfortable because, like, I feel her falling down and down and down. And I'm like, it makes me uneasy. Do you feel that way when you watch her scenes? You know, I know that you've mentioned it before. I, it's not that I feel uneasy. I know where they're going with her. I feel like because she's standing up for something that is like <laughs> good, like she's trying to find her yeah. sister. She's trying to find these murderers. I don't feel as bad about it. I feel like years before when she was going through her darkness and she was about to kill yeah. that person that one time, like whatever. I feel like those times I was like, oh shit, she's like going too heavy, too fast. Yeah. But she's an adult now. She's trying to like get this vengeance. It felt like very much like a movie JLo would be in. Like torture yeah. kill, totally. <laughs> a serial killer to like find her daughter or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, it's obviously you shouldn't be a killer to kill other people. But um, it's I, I'm, I'm totally down for it. I'm OK yeah. with it. No, like, I, I'm I down like for it. Able... I just I'm like, oh, what is she doing? Yeah, I do feel like this episode, which I really enjoyed, actually, was like it was teetering between the fact that she has these like serial killer genes, like these black hood genes and the things that she says to him later i'm like ooh, she's like really like it's unlocking pieces in her so to your point yeah like i feel like i'd probably be afraid of her going too far but at the same time like it's betty i don't think they would ever make her like this next serial killer of riverdale i mean it's possible like (laughs) you're like i'm like that's my money my money's on that I mean, I could totally see that happening, actually, now that we're talking about it. So, <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, mm, she could become Dexter. Like, she could become Dexter. Yes, I think that's sort of the, the spin on it. Yeah, I, vibe, could see that, yeah. I could see that happening. Well, Dexter remake is coming out, so Betty, you better hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she she's like, I'll talk to you next time. And if I can't get anything out of you, like, we'll get creative. So she basically threatens him. She brings back these pictures of the girls that were missing or dead. And she shows the pictures one by one. And she starts off with, like, Polly. And he's like, mm, I don't know. Like, she kind of looked familiar for a second, but, like, no. And then she goes to, like, the woman like the woman that went to go see her in the beginning of the season, the one who, like, lost her daughter. She shows that picture. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know that girl. She, I buried her body, like, underneath this tree. So then it shows her a bit digging the like whatever under the tree she comes back and she was like you fucking psycho it was like a it was just bone dog bones and then um he kind of figures out who she is he's like oh agent cooper like what are you what are you gonna do now and he tells her that there's rumors of a woman who's an fbi agent who's looking for her daughter on the lonely highway so like she's already like known to be in that space um, and he's like, I don't want to talk anymore. And then she goes on to say, like, why did you start doing this? Like, why did you in, like, why do you enjoy like kidnapping girls? And he's like, I wanted to see how it would feel. And it's no different from hunting with my family. And she's like, these people are not animals. They have families, mm-hmm. too. And then he goes on to say, like, no, they're just prey. So obviously he is a killer. Yeah, he's At this point, up. it's like confirmed that he's yeah, yeah. A, a psycho killer, too. Um, whether or not he is involved in Polly's murder yeah. is like still the question mark. So then it cuts to the Cooper residence and she, Betty decides that she's going to tell Alice about um, the fact that she has this guy and she thinks that it might be the person that killed Polly. And maybe if Alice comes in and talks to uh, talks to him, 
it would like humanize the story and he yeah. will she'll be able to like get through to him. So Alice is like, I'm down. I'm going to do this with you. So they go into the garage. Alice uh, starts talking to him and she like shows pictures of her as a kid, like Polly as a kid. Like this is what she liked doing. She liked to dance and da 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 da. And uh, he like kind of nonchalantly is like, oh, Polly, your daughter squealed like a pig when I slit her throat. And he starts like squealing like a pig. It was really fun. Yeah, up. I was like, bro, you're so extra. Like- and then, of course, Alice starts like beating the shit out of him, which I was like, do a girl. Like, yeah. kill him. Like, go off. Um, then it cuts back to the Cooper residence. And Betty's like, well, I guess that didn't work. Like, she's like pissed <laughs> off about it. And Alice is like. As your mother, I gave you permission to kill this man. <laughs> like, she's like, just she kill said, him. Did she say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, as your mother, I'm telling you, like, it's fine if you want to just kill him. Just get rid of him at this point. And Betty's like, before we do this, like, let's just try one more thing. And so um, then it cuts to the garage again. And she's like, I've kind of come to terms with the fact that Polly's dead. I just want to know where her body is. And then he's like, no. I'm not going to tell you. And she's like, okay, I'm going to carve your body into little pieces and I'm going to make you suffer through the entire thing. She literally goes through like the details of like cutting his body part, cauterizing the wound, cutting another body part, cauterizing the wound and like letting him suffer through it all. And as she leaves, he's finally like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And then he's like, does your sister have a tattoo and go by the name of Patty? And then she's like, yeah, that's her. And then he's like, mm, I forgot. And then he like doesn't tell her the rest. And then that makes her like spiral. She like gets even yeah. more enraged. And then she has a memory of her time with the TBK yeah. in that hole. And he says the exact same thing that she just told this guy, yeah. which is I'm going to like, I'm not because she's like, please kill me. Just kill me. And he's like. No, I'm going to cut up your body. I'm going to cauterize the wounds. I'm going to like, he says the exact same thing yeah. that she says. So I guess it's supposed to show, like you were saying earlier, like that parallel between her kind of going a little like serial killer yeah. with this moment where like it kind of shows it exactly right after that. So she decides that she's going to grab this fucking chainsaw. She grabs a chainsaw from the side of the shop. She goes toward the, bo- the guy and he's already dead. He's killed himself. Cuts back to the Cooper residence. She tells her mom that he bit his tongue and swallowed it and he's dead now. Mm-hmm. And Alice is like numb. She is like this poor woman found out, finds out like this guy probably killed his, her daughter. She's like, mom, do you feel any better that he's dead? And Alice is like, yeah, I think I do feel better. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that we helped save more girls um, but Betty does go on to say that, you know, I don't know if he was the killer. I know that he was a killer, but I don't think that he was the one that is only involved in this. I think that he might have like a family of people right. helping him right. with killing these girls. So did, that got me thinking. I was like, ooh. Did you? So did you believe that he killed himself? Yeah, I did. Okay. Did you not? Did you? Do you feel like she had like now a that snap I'm, moment? Yeah. And like, now we're that not I'm really it? now that I'm really thinking about it, like what you just said about like Alice being like, "Go, like you can kill him, like whatever." Right. And then like they first of all the cat, and I'll talk about this later in my roundups because it, it does sort of connect to the, that line that she says. Right. 
um the camera angle was so freaking weird in that moment when she's telling like her mom like the, in the living room it's mm-hmm. like off center and like skewed and like she looks like really like villainous and like mm. and then alice was like oh he chokes on his own tongue like it even sounds so stupid like he mm. bit his own tongue off and I then mean, it swallowed it and yeah. that's how he died like he choked on his own tongue like it sounds so stupid right. and then alice was like oh so do we know that for sure and she's like well dr curdle needs to like look at the body to like tell us for sure and i was like right. what the hell like are they like trying to like insinuate something like mm, you know I like he's do- like curdle's gonna hide the real like thing maybe reason. Like, she could have mm. cut his tongue off and, like, stuffed it down his throat, too. Like, you know what I mean? Or was Dr. Curl going to just, like, check the DNA and, like, cross-reference his maybe. blood with... I just him. found it very weird. Like, I just found it very weird, especially now that you're, like... And Alice was like, yeah, I feel better, like, now that he's dead, too. Mm. There's something off. I can like, totally see that being a situation that happens, for sure. But I also feel like... Because, like you said, he is know. a bad person. It's not like he yeah. sat there and he's like, no, I didn't do anything. It was just, like, my fetish. Like, I just, like, right. chainsaw. I was like, no. Like, he said, like, he likes killing people. So, like, it's not that he's a good guy. He's legit bad. So, even if he were to kill someone, we wouldn't, or if she killed him, like, we wouldn't feel so bad about it. But I guess at the same time, I think she probably would have gotten wanted to get a little bit more information out of him before she, like, murdered him. That's Well, maybe she tried to, and then he just wasn't giving it up, and she, like, snapped. She just, like, snapped. Yeah. I definitely can see like that. Like, as that would a gag. be a sick, sick twist. It like would. a twist that she like yeah. is the one that's going off and like killing people yeah. without even realizing it. I guess. Um, interesting. That's very interesting. So then it cuts to the gallery again. Final picture. It's a picture of Jughead on a throne with rats, and Cheryl goes on to say, "It's a, it's about." The stories that we tell ourselves and surviving and mm. addiction. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, here we go. Okay, here's here the Jughead storyline. Here's for... the backstory. Bughead lovers, Jughead for... lovers, Cole yeah. Sprouse lovers. Yeah. Let's go. You missed your boy. So here he is. Here In he all is. All his glory. His all his glory. Yes. Let's say glory for now. <laughs> um, so then it cuts to Jughead and he's in a support group and he's in AA and it looks like he's back at Riverdale. Like he's in the Oh, old I thought one. it was like New York. I thought so too. And then the room looked familiar. Look, because mm. he was in therapy for a second with Tabitha, right? It was like that oh, same room remember. it looked like. Yeah. So he's in AA and he's talking about, you know, he takes it all the way back to like when he left Riverdale for like after high school, going to Iowa, shows him at Iowa. He was like, I was so bored in high school, like in university, but he started writing. But during his writing moments, he would drink like in like the middle of the night, he would drink and he wrote his first, I guess, draft of a book. And Sam... um is who who becomes his agent mails him back and is like i want to meet you like come to new york and I, I want, i'd like to meet you he goes to new york and he signs him he's like congratulations like you're part of the family now and then um jughead and betty are on a phone call and he tells betty it was a really cute moment yeah. where you see betty like being told that he gets his agent and she even kind of checks in on him and is like Oh, like, are you like celeb- going to celebrate with all your friends at Iowa? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he like looks around. And obviously, there's nobody there. So he's alone. He doesn't have any friends at this new school, which is unfortunate. And he decides to move to New York at that point in time. He's like, that's when I decided to move to New York. 
and then it shows that he runs into like a really bad writer's block as soon mm-hmm. as he gets there he's like totally stuck and he's like thankfully my girlfriend gave me some maple mushrooms and i was able to write the outcast that's that's my my first problem with jughead story is that right there like your first problem <laughs> yeah my first problem <laughs> because it's like so he's the hero right of his own yeah. story he wrote his own story but he had to write it high like yeah. Like, what does that say as, like, what does that say? Like, you couldn't even write your first story? You couldn't even write you your had first to write story it high. without getting high. Yeah. So, are you even a good writer? Exactly. I mean, and, and I think that's the unfortunate part of this whole thing is, like, we, they put him on this path of, like, being this big writer. He's narrating all of Riverdale, season one to now. Mm-hmm. Um, You're assuming that he's, like, writing this amazing thing coming from the heart. And I think we talked about this, too. Like, he basically had to get high to write the second book, too. Like, when he was so, yeah, chained in the basement. If he had to write the second book high, I think I would have been more like, oh, yeah. Like, he had writer's block. Like, it just didn't happen like the first one did. Right. But, like, the first one you had to get high, too. So, like... How talented are you then? Like, you need yeah. something to push you over the edge to be able to write? Like, yeah. shouldn't it be coming from, like, from you? Like From writing properly? Yeah, exactly. I just don't get why the writers, like, went that way when, like, mm-hmm. they want to put him on a pedestal. Like, he is Jughead. He is the writer. Like, why put, why do that to him? Why give him that crutch of a, of a thing? That he I mean, I guess it just to show, it goes to show, like, it all wraps into his trauma later. Like, yeah. he's addicted to, like, doing drugs. He's doing, It you just know, sucks that that's part of his thing. origin story because it makes me question how good of a writer he is, you know? Fair enough. That's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, he, uh, so, he gets his book out. The agent loves it. He's super happy for him. And he's still, like, steadily drinking. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, the drinking problem never went away. And it comes up to kind of the night before his release party. He messages Betty and he's like, you're going to come. Yeah. And she's like, I would never miss it. And then kind of he's like, and then this is kind of when I started to spiral. She says like the day before, like she cannot make it. Mm-hmm. Like that night, he's she's like, I just can't come. And just as a side, because it doesn't talk about it later. Do you think that they're going to go into the reason why she cancels on him? Like, yeah, like minute? I wish I, I guess... I don't know. Like that was another thing that I kind of missed because she yeah. she knows how big of a night it is for for him. Right. So for her just to be like, I can't come. Like, like say I wish they had just put something in there. Like, hey, I can't come. Like, I need to like see my mom for like a night or whatever it is. Right. Because it is a big night for him, and she doesn't. And we don't get that reason. Yeah. I don't know if they ever will go back and explain that though. What I wish they could have done because they show her being like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah. Texting. Like if she was like texting before she was about to raid like, like the TBKs. Like Yeah. Things. Like did she get it? Was she with the TBK that night? Right. Or was she like tr- so traumatized from getting like. I, but I wish we knew taken. that as the audience. Yeah. I wish we knew that first so yeah. that we could be like, it's okay, Jughead. Like wait until you find out like why she couldn't come. Right. But we don't know that either right now. So it's like. And I'm kind of frustrated with, and that's how, not an excuse for going off the rails. I'm sorry. Yeah, like it's yeah, not. I, I was really, I was a little frustrated. I felt like it was a bit of a weak reason. I mean, yeah. we can talk about it because I, I kind of see where they're trying to go with his character. The fact that he was, he felt alone through the entire experience and all that. But I wish that they gave us a little bit more as to why, like Betty wasn't there. Like if they're trying to bring Bughead back, they need to like. dive a little Mm -hmm. bit deeper into that story even when they meet seven years later when they come back to riverdale like when the season five begins um 
they have a whole conversation about like she's like oh yeah like when you left that message i didn't think that you ever wanted to hear from me again i'm like he didn't pursue her again she didn't like mm-hmm. apologize and say like it's why she it did, was like, already there it was, was no already conversation broken. it was already like i guess but like you're still being cordial it's not like you guys were like i'm not talking to you yeah. and, like just walk away like yeah. you guys were like hey nice to see you goodbye i'll see you later yeah. like it's not like they just and then they even work together later on in the season so i'm just like you can't make them seem like they're so angry and she he's so upset with her when like they just end up like being cordial with each other and then they end up like being friends kind of at the end of it all so i was i mean it feels very broken right now and i wish that they told this bughead like resurgence story a little bit better because while i am excited for them to get back together it doesn't give me enough of a reason for them mm-hmm. to get back together right now. Because yeah, like, no, I feel like I they both kind you. of fucked up. I feel like, uh, you know, and the affair is one of my favorite shows, like, you know, and, yeah. it, and it deals with like a couple who haven't, they have an affair and like, it takes it from both perspectives. Yeah. So like the episode is cut in half from like two different perspectives. So things, right. things are changed, right. Depending on whose story you're hearing, it would have been so cool if like they did a bughead episode and they like Ooh. went back and like they showed like, what was the reason? What was the reason? Like, what was the reason from, from both sides? You know yeah. what I mean? Like from <laughs> yeah. from Jughead side and then like her side. Like that would have been such a cool way to bring them together, but mm-hmm. truly show that like this happens in real life. There's miscommunication. There's like assumptions on other sides of the story where like Jughead's like she didn't care about me. Meanwhile, she's like who knows like about to die from the TVK. Like I wish they. Like yeah. you're like to your point, yeah. I wish they just built that up a little bit more because now yeah. if we get it, I feel like it's it's so after the fact. Yes. So it just wouldn't hit the same way. I feel like unless like you like unless like what we're saying is like it it will ramp up to that moment and it will be a good payoff. Yeah. I just feel like whenever they do these things, the payoff is never. Oh yeah, yeah, for w- sure. What it should have yeah. been if you don't leave these proper nuggets that make sense leading up to like that resolution, yeah. then I'm not gonna believe it. I might like I mean Bughead fans will like not care. They're gonna be like, Yes, they're together. They like they won't care. But like us as viewers who are very critical of like how they get back together, especially seven years later and all the fucking trauma that's happened, like give me a good story. Yeah. Give me a good reason yeah. why they get back together at this point. So going back to that, um he's at the release party, he kind of breaks down. Um, she says that she can't make it. He gets really drunk and he leaves this voicemail that we hear like a couple episodes before when she plays it for Tabitha and Jess. And the one thing that I was kind of annoyed by was he remembers leaving this voicemail. So because yeah. he says he says it in AA, he's like, I remember reading like leaving this really bad voicemail. So I'm like, you didn't even apologize to her after the fact. Yeah, like you didn't true. even say sorry afterward. Like seven years later, you didn't that's say shit to her. True. Like that's pretty tight. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So, um, then he goes on to say that he vanished and was swallowed by the dark. And they're all like, okay, like are you being like a literary person right now? Yeah, or are you like dramatic? actually saying yeah, like you, you he is being fell dramatic. into the dark? And he's like, yeah, you're being dramatic. So he says that he wakes up and he was in a hospital room and Jess is with him. And she was like, you were out for two whole days. Um, But he said, like, I thought it was going to be a wake up call for me and Jess, but it just got worse. Like, it didn't make anything better. We just kept drinking. And that's when Archie called. So it kind of like brings it all the way back to like the beginning of the season. That's why he came to Riverdale. That's when he came back to Riverdale. And then he goes on to say, 
once that happened and once I kind of figured this out, that's why I left Riverdale again and I went to New York to kind of retrace my steps to like that night when I forgot everything. He goes back to the hospital. It turns out that he was infected with rabies. Again, another bit of a plot hole. You were in the hospital for two whole days and you were traumatized and all this stuff. You didn't think to check like back then what what got you into the hospital, like what you were being guess treated I for. I thought about that too. I guess he couldn't remember. Oh, like you're saying like he didn't ask the doctor like what he yeah, had. Yeah, he couldn't ask the doctors like how, why True. am I in the hospital? What happened? Why am I out for two True. days straight? Like anyway, so he finds out from that point in time, like more present time, that he was infected with rabies. He goes and yells at Jess. Again, I was like, you are too extra right now. Why are you yelling at everybody for your problems? Um, Like that's the thing. Like even at this point in time <laughs> in the story – He's just a mess. Like, he's a hot mess yelling at people, oh getting God. upset with everyone else, blaming other people. And yeah, now he's sober, yeah. yelling at Jess, being like, why didn't you tell me about this? She's like, bitch, you were out for two fucking days. I didn't know where you were. Like, you were out of your mind. The police were saying that you were ra- raving about a fucking, like, like, racking. And even the people in, the, like, the AA were like, racking. Like, are you fucked? Like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> So he goes on to explain that he didn't even make it to his release party because he was so drunk. He had this phone call and then he literally fell into a sewer hole, like a sinkhole. What's a sinkhole? Like, I think it's like a hole with like, I think it's like a sewer hole without the top part, the top part. maybe. But why wouldn't it be there? It fell in me or I think a sinkhole is like when the concrete falls down because it's like that's what I thought water too. I don't know anyways no it sounds so effing stupid so like <laughs> how does he stumble and then fall into a sinkhole and then like live there for like I mean, two days I guess he was like blackout drunk or whatever so the story gets even worse because he decides that once he falls into the sewer that in his mind he should just stay here because <laughs> he's alone I just googled sinkhole <laughs> Is it like a gigantic thing? It's that, like, like in the city. It's swa- like a huge hole. Like, of <laughs> course, Jughead would just town. fall into that. <laughs> so he he decides that he's going to sleep in these sewers. Um, and then he's like, until he showed up. And then... Like, it even just sounds like a fake story, like, as he's saying it. And, like, maybe that's their intention. Like, it's just so Jughead. He's just, like, this extra dramatic person who, like, makes shit up. And, like, this guy just, like, (laughs) randomly, like, floats by in the sewer. Because you are you got rabies now. Like, it's uh, (laughs) just, like, guys. As we're telling the story, I'm just like, what is happening? So, he, um, anyway. Did you believe everything, though? Like, you did you like it all? I I was just trying to go with it. Let's okay. just say that. Okay. Like I was trying yeah. to just go with it and be like, okay, so he meets some guy who doesn't want to like leave him in the So yeah, so he meets himself. this guy and he's like, he's what are guy. you doing here? I'm going to kill you. Yeah, so then this he tells him the sewer. story. Yeah, <laughs> he tells him the story about uh, the outlaw. He's like, oh, I had like, my book on me actually. Like, hey, it was in my hey, jacket book. pocket. He's like, I'm going to read him my story. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he reads in the story. Cool. Like he's lit. Like this, this so sewer king is lit. So you have a book reading lit. basically. Yeah, <laughs> book signing <laughs> in the fucking in the sewers. <laughs> Here's my release party, and so he um he's so happy. He's like, "You're gonna stay here. I'll be right back." And he um as he's sleeping, he wakes up to a vision of Betty being like, "Bro, you gotta get up. Like the sewers are going to fill up, and you are going to die." She's like, you "Don't you down. know 
the Thursday of every month, the third Thursday, <laughs> this New York City people, should they flood the sewers to clean and maintenance <laughs> and the leaves and the junk? So you need to leave. I was like, what the hell? Like, are you already supposed to know if you like, live in New York the details City? details of like garbage cleanup day. She's like, here are all the details. This is when you put your garbage out. Yeah. This is when the sewers get She's like, don't you out. know the garbage retrieval schedule? <laughs> He's like, true, they're going to flood it. He's like, true, I got to get out of here. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so he like has this vision. He runs away with Betty, who's like still in his mind. And as he finds his way out, he bumps into the police. Turns out that he was like already at this point infected with rabies. And he does say something very sweet where he's like, Betty saved me from the darkness like she had so many times before. And that kind of warmed my but, heart. I but was like, ironically, That's like sweet. it's him saving himself, right? Like it's not 100%. her. It's he knows the New York uh, schedule for <laughs> the sewer cleaning. She doesn't know that, but he in his mind, yeah. it's she's the angelic figure in his life. She is like the so person. So it's that coming saves through him. her, obviously. But it's him, right? right? He saved himself. And I think that's really what it all wraps into is like he's so dependent on her and he doesn't yeah. know how to like figure it out on his own. He has to literally create like a hallucination of her to yeah. get his own shit together. Yeah. So it just shows that like he's I feel like I mean, I'm going to probably offend a lot of Bughead fans right now. But like if you really take it to where it is right now and where he's like looking at her and yes, he thinks that she's this angelic figure. It is a very toxic relationship to have that much like pressure on one for person sure. to be and this I think perfect that person. For 100%. Like, and that comes and from not. being together when you were kids. Because yeah. she she was always his safe space, right? Like he didn't have a proper family. Like he was homeless in high school. Yes. Like So she was always this sort of like comfort saving grace like comfortable home home hope and as a kid i think that becomes too dependent you know it creates this like really thing so i don't know if it's a healthy relationship now no not at the moment for sure like he's got to work that shit on therapy for sure so cuts back to aa and everyone's like so what a part of the story is true like what is this like what's real what's not real and he's like i had to go back to the alley to find out like the the real real like what happened for reals so he goes back to the alleyway which is now like covered like the real sinkhole is covered he's like, they but repaired he, like, it they repaired it so like i couldn't fall yeah. into it again but i found a sewer grate which i jumped into oh, okay. like an idiot okay. Oh, okay thank you thank you for explaining yeah. how you got down into yeah. a hole again okay let's move on (laughs) so he finds this area he realizes that he was living there or he was staying down there he finds the book that he brought the outlaws and he even sees like scribbles of like the story about the rat king that he was telling himself in the basement i don't know it was oh so that wasn't real then None of the Rat King was real. Okay, okay. And he was writing the story of him telling the story about the okay, Rat King okay. into the like margins of the book. Okay. Like it was a very confusing reason yeah. as to why he even said that. So the Rat King wasn't real. And it turns out what had happened for realsies, and I don't know how he remembered this, was he fell into the hole and he was he couldn't get out because he literally was covered by so many rats that he couldn't even like get out. Like they were oh, covering his face. Covering he was him. afraid of them, like yeah. going into his mouth and stuff. So he couldn't even scream for help because he was like, help. "I'm, g- they're gonna go in my mouth." I am the Rat King. Like yeah. I have, I have all the rats yeah. in my body right now. So he, <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> so that's how he gets. So rabies, that was the real reason. What happened? So that's the real reason what happened. But then he still decides to like go stay down there and like write the book, whatever. It's very. It's so weird. All, like why rats? Why rats? Why this story? This is he could have just been like the pigeon lady from for. Home Alone. Like I would have believed that more. <laughs> Like, like he just like leaves and becomes a pigeon. Yeah, movie. like, and they yeah. love him. <laughs> I'm into that. Like, he just becomes a homeless person, and he lives like which... on top of the orchestra. Like, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Waits for a child to help <laughs> save Christmas. Um. So anyway, this is when he te- he says the rest of the story, and it kind of brought me back to the middle. Like, it yeah. caught me like almost to the middle yeah. of this, like where I felt like this could be a good story. And he goes on to say, this is when I realized, like, I was so alone. Like, I basically created a figment of my imagination. I was by myself. I was literally relying on Betty to be, like, the only person to show up for, like, one of my happiest days ever. She doesn't show up. And, like, my whole world was shattered. Um, And he's like, and nobody missed me. He was like, I felt like no one missed me. That was sad. I felt bad about that, too. But I was also like, okay, quickly, side side note. Where was Jess? like when? throughout like oh i guess she couldn't find him like she was looking for him i guess but like did they go to like the release party separately even though they I were guess? living together like i guess i was very confused by that yeah. too i was like did she just like these up are the and things that we're not alone? supposed to ask we're not supposed to ask so, these questions because it's riverdale what i was but. what i was gonna say is instead of and again it's like woe is me nobody woe cares me. about me i'm alone Sorry, yes. what did you do in those seven years to cultivate your friendships and your family, like relationships? T, did you call your com. friends every day? Did you check in yeah. on them? Did you say, don't worry, I'll come to Riverdale and I'll hang out with you. Like, I'll make time for you. Did you did you work on any of those relationships? The answer is yeah. no. And then once <laughs> one day when you have a success, you're like, true. where's everyone? Well, bitch, everyone got their own life that you they didn't pay going. attention to. So what? The world's supposed to feel sorry for you now? And also, it's just, like, the fact that he didn't have friends in Iowa. Like, I know that these stories exist. I know that there's people who go through life feeling lonely and not have these people. So, I don't want to, like, discount the fact that this is definitely a possibility. Especially with the trauma that he has had. It's probably not easy for him to make friends. He barely made friends with Archie. You know what I mean? Like, Archie only became his best friend because, like, he felt sorry for him. And he wanted to take care of him. And he was around people in Riverdale who just, like, Like, what happened to the serpents? You had all the serpents behind you. You could have messaged them. You could have been like, guys, Southside Serpents. Like, (laughs) you could have been like, hey, like, I'm having my books. Like, if you work on the relationships that you've built over the years, people will show up for you. Like, I don't believe that they won't. So it's like you just gave up, too. And they gave up, too. And that's what happens in your life. Like, things just kind of fall apart. And I guess also, I mean, I guess we have to go back to the fact that, like, you made a good point about the serpents. He also talks shit about everybody in the book. book. Yeah. So there you go. So, like, Like, there you go. You kind of sold yourself out. And then you're wondering why I'm alone. Well, you done fucked everybody up. Yeah. So, so I honestly it's, it's like, and I know people are listening to this podcast and I'm sure they love Jughead. And, you know, I, I think there's great qualities to him and his character and his story. But this, I, I don't feel sorry for him in that regard. Like, yeah. I really have a hard time feeling sorry for him. Like, he, like, just as much as other people mess up, he did too. Yeah. And then you're sitting there like, where's everyone? Well... I do feel like he's battling a demon that's like greater than himself. He's like his dad was an alcoholic. He's dealing with like that his yeah, but then his dad got better and too, and then like they had a really good relationship. Like they had a really good father son relationship. So it's like, of course, those traumas are still going to be a part of you. But like, 
at some point you got to be like, where's my life now? Life is good now. Like my, me and my dad are on good terms or like whatever the case and may be. And go back to that. Like, where was his dad? Bean. Where was Jelly Bean? Like, How come they couldn't come to New York to see him yeah. for his signing party? So like it, it is unfair because you're right. They didn't make him seem like he was this crazy villain. But at the same time, like he's just like, what was me? He, he's basically like season one, like Jughead in like new york and even season one jughead i feel more sorry for because he's a child because he's a young kid who is lost and like doesn't have the right things to steer himself in the right way and at that time his dad was a drunk and his dad did leave him like on the side of the road so like yeah i definitely felt sorry for jughead like at that time but now you're like an adult like you're you should be a little bit opportunity you should be a little bit more like yeah like a stronger like you went to university like you had this experience and like you're still in this like what was me like tone it's just like i don't know like you had a girlfriend like that's the thing there were there were parts of this i'm like leave him like if you want to write that story about him being alone then leave him alone and let make sure that he cuts all those ties Mm -hmm. so then we can be like wow so believable like he was obviously like so lonely he cut everybody out of his life but he had a girlfriend like you said he had his family his like his family never showed up for the fucking release party but like they were there yeah, and like the way they make her seem at first is like she's just like a like a girl on the side who like just yeah. does drugs with him. But like now that I'm like watching, I'm like, damn, she really did care about him. Like she, she did check for up him on, two days yeah, like she checked in the like, hospital. So it's like she's not a waste girl either. Like she actually yeah. like cared about you. So yeah. Anyways, I feel like we're like examining this like way too hard. But anyway, let us know what you think about this. These all three of these stories, obviously. But like, I feel like I would love to know everyone's thoughts on Jughead and where they landed with. Um, you know, explaining his backstory because this is the backstory that we've been waiting for. This is the, this is it, guys. This we're not getting anything more than yeah. that at this point. So it's kind of just like, okay, yeah. I guess like now I he's wish... gonna repair himself. Like I guess, and like, I guess like cool. the only way, and like I get it, and it's fine, it all makes sense. I guess what, and he does take onus for it at the end, right? Because he is at AA and he is saying that he has to work yes. on himself, and like, yeah. So he does yeah, take own ownership control. of all of those things. There's just little things along the way that he's like, yeah, like I was alone, but then, like, yeah, you know, very like a lot of those things. Anyways, that we at the really end, need. he does say, I, need, I have to become I better. Need to help. Yeah. yeah, I need to. I need to figure it out. So, again, the like out of like like all the other stories, it kind of leaves everybody hanging to that next part of the storyline. Like it's it, they're not all resolved. Even Betty's is not all resolved. We need to figure out what's going to happen next. Yeah. Cool episode, the way they told it, I was into it. Back at the gallery. Last scene at the gallery. Cheryl's like, I want to show you one last piece. And it's a painting of her and um, Minerva. Yeah. uh, With a recreation of Psyche revived by Cupid's Kiss. Okay. Um, And she's like, she's like, do you love it? She like literally is like, do you love it? Do you love it? And Minerva's like, I love it. But like, you tried to kill me last yeah. time. Like, Your whole family literally tried to murder me. So I don't know. Also, I'm leaving forever. She's like, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be gone yeah. in like five minutes from now. So she's like, like wait, in the morning? And then she's like, yeah, in the morning, like eight hours from now. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, but that's tomorrow. Let's like eat it out. <laughs> Eat that cherry pie. Ah, that cherry balm. Uh, so that is the episode. We get a little lesbian moment. I'm sure Shoni fans were like, "Where is Shoni?" So but that that last get. scene did creep me out a little bit. Like as much as oh. it was sexy, like I was a little weirded out. I was like, "Is she gonna kill Why? her?" No, like I thought she was gonna kill her. Like end the job. Oh, like that night. Like done. Snap. 
Yeah, okay. but then I'm like, I feel like I'm too like traumatized by like Betty's storyline. <laughs> like you're like everyone's, everyone's just gonna everyone. go kill everybody. She is gonna sacrifice yeah. her for her ministry. Like her no, mom's but gonna you know why? You like it was just such a random scene. Like it was so random for he for her to even come back. Like yeah. I was like, I don't get why they're bringing her back. I really think she it was just to like do that story. No, but like she could have like, done moments. that with Nana. She could have just been like, Nana, True. look, like I painted this, I painted this, I painted this. Like I don't understand why they brought but her back. She can't have sex with Nana. She can have well, sex with. Monroe. I mean, I would God <laughs> hope not that she's not having sex with her grandma. <laughs> it's another show. I mean, is it the blossoms are? I guess. Oh, okay, stop. <laughs> so weird. All right, guys, let's get into our. Recap roundups. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. Um. Okay. My best moment of the episode. It was hard. I have to say. Like, I didn't know, like, exactly what scene got me. I'd probably have to say like the Betty interrogation moment. Okay. Because it was just like I was like, oh shit! Like, what's gonna happen? Like, it was just kind of like that. But there was nothing really else in the episode that I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like living for it. Yeah. Like I really wasn't. That's fair. I mean, there were some moments that I, I, it's true. I was going through it and the whole episode I think was well done, but nothing was like a standout yeah. standout, yeah. I guess. I saw it to that point. I understand what you're saying. I did love the moment where Betty kind of shows up in Jughead's vision. Like I, I love that what it represented. I love that she like yeah. came back and was like, you need to save yourself. You need to figure this out. Um, and that he holds a candle to her all these years later. The frustration is that he doesn't do anything about it and he doesn't yeah. know how to resolve yeah. it. And it, that's the most annoying part about this whole story is he never found a way to be like, and then I apologized or and then I figured it out. Like nothing, none of that stuff. So I think what's I think what's really tra hopefully this is what I think will happen is that to him, she's this like angelic light of a figure. Yeah. At the same time, she's dropping. She is going deeper and deeper into the darkness. So like the ironic part is that like for him, she's a saving grace. But right now she's going down. She's and going like down. what I'm really, really hoping for is that we get this turnaround moment where he pulls her out. Like I need to see him as the hero. Totally. I need to stop seeing him as the kid that like needs help. I want to see him be a hero. And like if bug like bug is truly endgame, he needs to save her and bring her back. So love that's that. what I'm hoping for. I love that. That's actually, I, I would love to see that happen. Yeah. WTF moment. Um, um, what was your WTF moment? WTF moment. Just, I think in terms of just like the shock was definitely the whole Rat King, like the sinkhole itself. I was yeah. like, what the hell is happening? What like, the hell? Yeah. What, can his story get any weirder? And then like the rabies thing, like it was just. <laughs> too many I things. Was like, uh, yeah, it was like too many things. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. It was a lot of things for yeah. sure. I wrote down the Rat King as well because I was just like, come on, guys. This is like too much story. Like you guys are building like the craziest yeah. backstory for this guy and his trauma. I was like, like I didn't need to hear the Rat much. King. Yeah. Like I didn't need that word. Didn't need the Rat King storyline <laughs> at all. Like period statement. Like not necessary. MVP. Who's your MVP? MVP, you know, it's very rare. Ooh. It's like a unicorn Ooh. in the field. I'm going to have to give it to our boy, Kevin Keller. Damn, girl. Because he was like, guys, I worked OT and I found Palladium. OT. Like, it was such a cute moment. And I'm glad they gave it to him. They probably didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, make make Kevin. Give like, it to whatever. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it was cute that, like, I'm like, he actually did something. Yeah. He did something. And he one came thing. through. He one did thing. the one thing. And he, so I got to give the MVP to Kevin. Like, I had to do it. Because sure. we, <laughs> you know, we just. 
we trash this guy like every week so i'll give it yeah that's totally yeah. fair totally yeah. fair um i'm gonna give it I, I actually did struggle with this as well because i don't think there was a standout person that was like you were the best character of this episode um but i gave it to betty because she did get some answers she found out that like there's possibly yeah. like a family out there i will say the caveat is like watching how this guy ends up killing himself she probably should have turned him over to the FBI so he didn't kill himself yeah. in the cell. Yeah. And she would have gotten more And, like, answers. that's another thing. Like, she doesn't even say... She doesn't even refer to that whole part of that situation. Yeah. Like, does, like, is she asking those questions? Like, oh, my God, what is the FBI going to say now? Yeah. Like, what was her end game at that like, point in time? He's going to basically say, like, how are you this cover crazy, it up? crazy woman, like, kidnapped me. Yeah. Unless her intention was that she was never going to release him. I guess, but then it's like, how are you going to cover? Anyways, it's just like very. Anyway. There's a lot of weird yeah. things that came out of that for her, and I think for it's sure. going to come back. Like, like that's the thing. I feel like one thing that um, Riverdale fails to remember is like, as soon as you let a, make a character do something, there are consequences to it. So you have to make sure but that they don't it, always like, follow through. They don't. No. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we know this. Riverdale. Yeah. LVP. What was the LVP? LVP, and I don't, like, it's Veronica. Only for the reason that, like, I feel like we got everyone in this episode. We didn't get a glimpse of her. And that's, it's fine. I'm not blaming her. Obviously, it's just the writers. I just felt like you covered the three main characters out of the four. And you left her out. It just felt very weird. Even if we just had a very short scene with yeah. her and her dad or something, it would have kind of just felt like very all-rounded. It felt like something was missing. I don't know if they're going to do an episode of just her. To me, it just it just showed how least valuable she actually is in yes. the greater scheme of the show. 100%. And that's yeah. exactly what I've been saying, like, even yeah. last episode and how, like, it really just showed, like, she's out here doing her own thing. Yeah. And... The one thing I will say to kind of not defend it, but explain that I don't think that she would have even fallen into this like level of trauma storyline. Like there would never be. But a I wish like, what she, would her painting. I, be? I know, but I wish she did. You know, know that's what I'm trying to I say. Know. Like I totally I wish they could pull something of that so that she's at the same level as they are. But she's yeah, not. She's not. Like what's her trauma? Her store got robbed. Like okay, we need more <laughs> security. So like. Like, yeah, she doesn't have any issues right now. Like, her dad is alive. Her parents are alive. She's never had any problems, necessarily, that are traumatic. I mean, she... But that's the thing. She has... The show hasn't focused on... Like, the show hasn't interpreted them in that way. They kind of just, like, laugh it off or, like, just pass it off. Or they've given her, like, her own separate thing to deal with while everyone's dealing with, like, more deep shit. Like, you're right. The worst thing that's ever happened to her is her husband's extorted her. Like, that's pretty much it. That's all you can really say. Um, my LVP is gonna go to Doctor Winters for fucking yeah, abandoning true. Archie. I know yeah. she's not a main character, but like, fuck you, Doctor Winters, for like basically being like, yeah. you're shit out of luck, buddy. Like, yeah. I can't help you. Yeah, that and you should probably up. stay away from people. Like, thanks for Great all advice. that advice. Cool. You're, the be- you're my best friend. <laughs> Worst character. The, the best, best line. line. Who's your? Who's your best um, line? best line i'm gonna give it to it was the betty and alice scene and then alice mm. was like so betty did you do it see it's like she even knew that she was gonna do some like she's like did you do it and then betty's yeah. like nope she's like he did it himself bit off his own tongue swallowed it and choked to death on it and it was like the camera angles the the vibe of the scene just gave me weird like vibes and i'm like did they just plan to kill this guy? Like, did they, did they lie? Was this orchestrated? Yeah. Like, and they're just like now lying between the two of them. Like, right. 
there is just something off with this scene mm-hmm. and whether or not they did like i'm down for that too i think it's very exciting if if she takes this really dark turn and like you said it's a dexter like storyline where like they're starting to justify why it's why? okay to kill people like even alice is in on it like that yeah. would be crazy True. so i mean that's the thing the fact that she's going after this serial killer family while becoming kind of killer a killer family yeah. with her mom is an interesting parallel um let us know in the comments what you think do you think that she actually done killed this guy out of rage or yeah. did he really bite his tongue off because now i'm i am very intrigued by that yeah. theory my best line is gonna go to miss cheryl when she goes to archie and she goes yeah. Archie, you've been a soldier, a fireman, a football coach, a teacher, and a bounty hunter. Is a minor so far outside of your purview? And I was like, Yeah, sick. You know best when line. you hear when you hear a line watching the episode, I'm like, that's gonna be the best line. Like, yeah. that, like you just know it is gonna be the yeah, best yeah, line. Yeah. And yeah, to your point, good. like what you said earlier, like she just brings a lot of levity to the show. She brings back that like idea that we are in Riverdale. The show yeah. is crazy. Um, you're she calls itself out, right? Yeah. Like she's yeah. saying how ridiculous like it is too. He has like 30 occupations. So it's like, yeah. why not just add it's one just, more? Yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Oh my God, we, guys. That's it. That's it. Did we get any listener roundups this time around? We didn't. I think we've been off we our didn't. game with like the socially. No. So we didn't because I do think there was an issue last night with the broadcast. I, it, it looked oh. like on Twitter, a lot of people were having issues with watching it last night on the CW. So I feel like we might have a lot of late listeners for, for this episode. And uh, we're obviously in Canada. So we watched on Netflix today. Um, so that I think that's why we just had a slow response um, to... It episode but we did get a couple of comments on instagram just asking how they liked the episode and it looked like most people liked it okay so nice. that's good to hear that like it has a positive you know feedback good feedback, feedback on the episode yeah um i yeah then if that is the case i would like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode our rewinder squad white and nicole our lit rewinders tina and soleil and kate and our mommy rewinders becca sarah tamala and grace Thanks, guys. And if you'd like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter. Our new Twitter is recap underscore recap underscore rewind pod. P-O-D. Check out our YouTube and our Facebook. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at recap rewind Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>